Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini, and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Hello, my darling. We talk all the time about how to feel good. Here it is an at-home test that gives you all the answers you need. So often we have doctors on and we get so many questions regarding blood tests. Who do we do it? Will my regular doctor do it? How do I get it from a functional standpoint? What do I ask for? And that's exactly the problem. And that's why Lola is our dream girl this week. I mean, after a quick stint in medical school, Lola pivoted to engineering, a career that brought her to companies like Amazon, Facebook, and Instagram. She realized she wasn't feeling her best and in trying to get to the bottom of it, discovered there was a need for an easy at-home test with results that were simple and easy to understand. This woman is incredible and totally downplays her intelligence. I am so excited to be able to share something affordable and impactful with you. Enjoy. All right, Lola, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I don't know if you're familiar, but we've had so many different kinds of nutritionists and functional medicine doctors on the podcast because my goal is to always give people as much free advice as possible without having to pay for it, right? And everything always comes down to getting blood work done and nobody knows where to get that done or how to have access to it. And I'm always like, I guess you can just call a Quest Lab. Like, I don't know. So what you're doing has completely solved I think especially specifically in America, one of like, you know, a common a common person's biggest problem is like knowing what is going on with their body and getting really to the root of a lot of problems. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And yes, I think, you know, something that we focus on is how to help people, you know, fix fatigue, digestive issues, weight loss problems sleeping problems and so forth from the perspective of let's look at your hormones, vitamins, and nutrients, and let's actually fix it with that data and figure out, you know, what supplements, diets, or lifestyle changes you need to implement based on those levels. And as you said, you know, like it's, it's also not even clear when you need a test, what test do you need, right? Like 
it's, it's a space really hard to navigate. And that's what we are here for, to really help people to solve those problems, everyday problems, totally lose hope that you're ever going to solve. Because you try one thing, it doesn't work. And then you're like, you know, maybe I'm not really good at losing weight and my body just can't do it. Or like, maybe I'm just like, I'm 30 years old and I'm supposed to be tired all the time, right? Or maybe I'm a parent and I have a kid and I'm supposed to be tired all the time. And people just accept certain things as they are, or like maybe I'm really anxious and, and it's all in my head. When in reality, your hormones, vitamins and nutrients play a big role in, in all of these issues. Of course. I just posted something this morning on Instagram. I'm five months postpartum. I already sent in my blood work, which I'm really excited. I'm actually doing like a separate episode about that myself because I'm five months postpartum. I just got diagnosed with PCOS. I have 60 pounds on my body and have not, and with diet, you know, diet and exercise, haven't lost a pound since I gave birth. I am exhausted. I am bloated. I look like I'm pregnant. It's, it's exhausting. And so, you know, I think a lot of people go through this in silence. But before we even get into that, I want to know, I want you to tell everybody you have an incredible career and you did an incredible round of fundraising for this endeavor, which really only comes from someone who has had an amazing career like you've had. So will you give everybody like a little taste of your background and how you ended up where you are now? Of course. So I started med school back in Spain, where I'm from. And then I transitioned to engineering because I wanted to create a lot of impact in the world. And, you know, the, the career path as a doctor was very long, small sample size, although super impactful. And I was also really attracted to engineering. So I made the switch with hopes that, you know, at some point down the line, things would blend, which they did. <laughs> and then I came to the U.S. to finish my master's in in artificial intelligence. From there... Wow, I what? That's like a very intense... Oh, incredible. That was your master's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I transitioned to, yeah, to, to engineering. And, and then from there, like, I specialized in, in AI. And from there, I actually went to work for Amazon... Facebook, Instagram. So, you know, big tech. And what were your positions there? Software engineer. So basically, you know, like everything from... And it was really fun because at Amazon, I also got a chance to, you know, touching on that AI component, you know, as as you say, as you can see in Amazon, they have what we call the recommender engine. That is every time you buy something, they recommend products that are similar based on your profile and the likelihood that you would actually like the product. So touching on that technology a little bit and also for content, which was super fun. And then on Instagram, I was focused on getting the platform, basically focusing on getting to 1 billion um, mobile, uh, like monthly active users from 500 million, which was super, super fun. Got a patent as well, granted while I was there. So I was having a lot of fun as a software engineer. You're very casually dropping insane things. Like they're <laughs> like they're not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they are, I guess it's just work to me, right? But, yeah, um, but it's not. It's big work, Lola. That's incredible. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And then, you know, as, as everyone, I started experiencing chronic fatigue and brain fog at 3 p.m., Mm. but it was chronic. It was day after day. And at the time I was 20, 27 years old. And I'm like, hold on. It doesn't make sense, right? Like 
And I was very data-driven at the time. So you go to Dr. Google and you find <laughs> do this, do that, do that. And I'm like, which one is the one to do? Like, I want to understand, you know, I cannot be doing 10 things as a human. I'll focus on getting one done. And then the other ones, I cannot like, you know, out of the seven, work out five times a week and sleep eight hours a night and cut mm -hmm. dairy out of my diet. So I was trying to understand like, okay, which one is the one that is going to give me the, you know, the really like the most energy out of all of these. And I landed on the keto diet. Mm -hmm. At the beginning, I, I felt slightly better. Three, four months in, I was feeling off again. What I did was because I had that background in, in med school, I chatted with my friends and ended up going to the doctor with a list of tests that I wanted to get done. Long Smart. story short, what I discovered was that that chronic fatigue and brain fog was coming from a deficiency in vitamin B12 and folate, which I would have never you know, really, heard. yeah, 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 really, really, really deficient in these two vitamins. And the keto diet long term caused thyroid imbalances and my cholesterol mm. to skyrocket, which now we know, but at the time, this was early 2017. So it was just when it was getting to mainstream. So we didn't know this about women for long term keto diets. And the doctor at the time was. Hey, I can prescribe you a cholesterol, you know, medicine, which to me was crazy because I could just quit the diet. I didn't need medication. You have history. Very American. <laughs> yeah. So it was shocking for me to hear this. And what I realized is that there was a big market and a lot of people with similar problems, right? Like whether it's your anxiety, digestive issues, you're bloated, you cannot lose weight your, you know, your skin is not feeling great and you're 30 years old, right? Like a lot of people have been there. And to me, right, like given that I have this like data-driven mindset and I also have done, you know, some med school work, I knew that there was a lot of data that we are lacking as consumers that is like, okay, what hormone, what vitamin, what nutrient is off that is causing this? And then with this, what's actually the supplement or the new diet that I need to implement to actually fix my problem, mm -hmm. right? And that's when I decided to quit big tech and I moved to the Bay Area, to Silicon Valley, to lead engineering, to be the head of engineering for a medical device startup, where I learned a lot around science, how labs actually work, because mm -hmm. I was building a lab machine myself uh, and I was overseeing the process. And after also a year and a half with them, what I realized is, okay, like lab technology is really important, but the problem is people, as I mentioned at the beginning of the call, people don't even know what tests to get, like what doctor, like what is going on, how to fix it from there. And that's when I decided to take a step back and create base to actually start directly at the user's problem more than, you know, like continuing to work on the healthcare system. It's more like, hey, how can we make this system or these tools, right? Like how can we actually make doctors and labs to work for people's problems instead of, you know, the other way around? And that's when, uh, you know, when I started the company a couple of years ago. So just because, and I'm sure this is all very basic to you, but for the average human, you are exceptional. So when you decide, okay, 
I see a big problem here. I see that I need to combine. I mean, it's a perfect combination of everything you've been doing your whole life, right? So where do you even start? Like, how do you learn what is that base test that people need? Like, I'm, I'm very curious in that process. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for the compliment. <laughs> and I guess definitely you hit the nail on the head. This is a blend of, you know, my background from like data engineering, you know, putting tech to yeah, work. You calling a patient a user is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you want to like totally. improve a user experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and that was part of the frustration, right? When I was working in big tech, I'm like, I've been creating cutting edge technology for people to buy more, to consume more content, to be more entertained, which is great to use to use technology for that. But then I was not seeing those tools that put you at the center of those products mm. being used like to make you actually healthier. And that mm. that was where you know I started feeling that tension. Like my first step was actually looking for jobs at Amazon, Google, Facebook, Instagram, right? Like that we're actually pushing towards this mission, but I found none. And that's why I started base. Mm-hmm. And to answer your question around how did you learn which tests to actually, um, basically which tests for what problems would you be looking into? I guess that medical background helped a bit to like not feel intimidated to mm-hmm. go and actually you know, do the research. But also when I was working, building this lab device, I was testing myself pretty much every day or like every, let's say every three days, every four days. And I had to test myself for multiple biomarkers because Mm -hmm. we we were building the machine. So I had to like, you know, make sure that it was calibrated so forth. So I was testing myself often. And I started noticing patterns when you know, like if I had a lot of coffee, my cortisol would spike up and I would be really anxious. And I would be, oh, I think that there is a correlation here in between, you know, cortisol, hormones, uh, basically hormones, anxiety and coffee that I am not aware of. So it's not yeah. only my head, right? Or Because doesn't it take like, like progesterone to create cortisol, right? Well, it is involved, but like also you... Due to like the stressor of the environment, you can also pr- produce it. Like you can have spikes without necessarily having Using too much for yes. Yeah, exactly. Got it. And then the other one would be, you know, for example, another topic that is interesting is skin, right? And at the time, because from the keto diet, I transitioned to the cyclical keto diet. What you do a lot is to lean on like butter or heavy cream or some dairy of like some type, right? Like I don't do a lot of dairy, but there are some categories, right? Some type of cheese that that doesn't have a lot of casein and and lactose. And then you think that you're all good. Mm -hmm. But then what you didn't know is that those type of products raise your testosterone levels. And then I started noticing that Mm -hmm. when your testosterone levels would go up to be high, then I will break up more. My skin will break up more. So I started to realize like, hey, there's a pattern here in between this hormone and my skin. Mm-hmm. And, and that was really interesting. And, and then I started learning about all kinds of things and correlation in between these and, and the other things. Isn't and it funny always- though, by the way, sorry to interrupt you, how so many people in America have skin problems and the, and the natural reaction is take a pill, like go on spironolactone or use a topical treatment at no point 
do people say like this is a this is a symptom of something else that's happening? Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, it's and I've been there too, where you use all kind of cleansers and you know, you spend so much money. Buying. I used to get cortisol shots once a month, I would go because I would have huge cystic acne all over my face. You you would get cortisol shots in your face? Oh, or I'm sorry, cortisone cream. I would cortisone. get Cortisone, cord- yeah. I would get yeah. I would get cortisone shots every month. Yeah, every, yeah, huge. They're yeah, so huge. that that blocks. I think that that blocks the production of testosterone, which would help, right? Like, and yeah. it's funny because then for hair loss, it's just something similar too. So men lose hair if they have too much testosterone, which is counterintuitive, oh, right? So yeah, it's another one. Uh, so the hair loss preventative solutions that you can buy. What they do have is like they block testosterone on the follicles of hair. And that's how they, you know, they attempt to to help with that problem. Wow. But anyhow, long story short, for us, then when we were putting base together, the way we are actually prescribing tests today is super cool because we bring functional medicine experts from different fields that are specialized on treating fatigue or, you know, digestive problems, weight loss, so forth. And then we put like, you know, probability of what could be the potential root cause for these issues. But then we actually look into our base members and people that come to us with a problem, we do tests. And then, you know, it, it given, you know, we start to see that, for example, vitamin D is very common or HbA1c, that is your sugar levels, are very common, a, a very common cause for brain fog, let's say. So then we start to learn about those, you know, patterns and then we reapply those to what we prescribe upfront. So for example, our quiz that you can do on our website asks you a little bit more about what are you struggling with or what are you trying to improve, a bit more about your profile and supplements that you may be taking depending on your answers. And we actually use AI to predict what could be off based on everything that you've told us. And then that's the type of test that you get prescribed. And then you can you can buy it, you know, with, with us. You can, you know, join or you can go to your doctor with that probability, something that we do for free. Uh, but so it mimics cool. that that first time visit to a functional medicine doctor, but it's for free, right? Like because we believe that this should be accessible to to everyone. That was my biggest shock when I started seeing my doctor was I, you know, it's funny. So I almost moved to Spain and I had to, you know, to get my visa, I had to go to a doctor. And so, and I, and I just moved back to LA from New York. And so I hadn't been to a doctor and I asked a bunch of people, you know, is there a good, just, you know, regular doctor around? Great. So I went and saw this woman and, you know, I only needed her to make sure that I wasn't you know, didn't have any like diseases I would be bringing to Spain, of course. Right. But I said, you know, actually I'm very bloated. I'm kind of constipated. I'm so tired. I'm having some pretty intense breakouts. Like, you know, what do you think? And she said, go to bed earlier and eat some prunes was what she told me. And I got in the car and I called my mom crying. And I said, I'm so lucky that I have the wherewithal to know how inappropriate that was. And I'm so sad for, for so many people that they don't know that how wrong that is, that that's, that they're going to just sit with that answer and say, that's okay. And they're going to feel sick the rest of their lives. And then I went to my functional medicine doctor 
And he met with me for an hour and asked me if I was happy and how do I feel? And, you know, all the kinds of questions that base asks, but it really is such an elitist. I only am able to go to him because I have access. And so you're really like leveling the playing field to allow for everybody to just feel good. Yeah. And, you know, also to play devil's advocate here for doctors or like, you know. Yeah, I don't want to bash on yeah, like just because a lot of people don't get that, like how hard it is when your job is to keep people alive to also help them feel better. You know, <laughs> yes, like, totally. like, okay, and what else do you want me to do? And I can't imagine how many different things doctors have to deal with all day long. Yeah. And, and this is something that for me, you know, I'm, I'm feeling really grateful that I actually moved away from med school because I was aspiring to be a surgeon. And you know, when I talk to my to my friends, you know, when they mess up at work, people die. When mm-hmm. when we mess up at work, uh, well, at least you know, when I used to mess up at, at as an engineer, no one would die. And and to me, it's just so incredible to see them navigate really difficult conditions and like taking the risk of actually making people healthier and saving their lives. So mm-hmm. I think that when you are trying to understand, right, like you're seeing patients and you don't know which one actually has a greater issue that needs to be triaged and discovered as soon as possible, because if not, they could actually, you know, they could die. So I think that for me as a, as someone that dropped out from med school, but now I'm hearing all of those horror stories and and how hard that is. I think that if I would be wearing those shoes, really big shoes to, to step in. Right. And then someone comes into my doctor's office and he's like, I'm tired. I'm like, okay, sure. It has, but like, if, if what I'm thinking is like, is this person, could this person have actually a greater condition? And that's the first thing that I'm going to try to answer as a doctor, right? If you don't, then you're fine. You're not my problem. I have other people that maybe die. And so let me go spend my time there. Absolutely. And then the fact that you're a little bit tired or have chronic fatigue may not be, you know, something that I have time to honestly dig in and work in with, with, mm-hmm. with you. So that's also something that it's, it's there. And then on the flip side, you mentioned functional medicine. The problem is like insurance don't cover these visits and like the visits to these doctors. And they are really expensive because of course, you know, like those people went through giving training and like they want to make a living out of that. So you have to spend, you know, 200 300 $400 on a visit to, to talk to these people. And as you said, not a lot of people have access. So what we're doing at base is trying to pick their brain and put it in, in our algorithms that they are supervising mm-hmm. to, you know, give access to, to these services uh, through our product. So can you explain the different options? Because you said like you can just go on for free and fill out a questionnaire and essentially narrow down, your algorithm narrows down what the possibilities of certain things could be or deficiencies, correct? And then you can take that to your doctor on your own and say, hey, I think I have X, Y, and Z going on. Yeah, exactly. Or you can also join after taking the quiz as well to take your starter test. And then from there, what you would do if you take the base journey, which we are 60 bucks for the test. You which will get your It's crazy that you are able to do that for $60. Yeah. Yeah. Even like even with copay, sometimes it's just even more expensive to go through your physical or primary care. It is. 
some cases and you don't receive any surprise bills. And what happens is you can take that tester either at home throughout like basically using an at-home test kit, which you would do a finger prick similar to the diabetics. Uh, you actually would take a FaceTime call with one of our team members to, you know, that can walk you through how to do it. If so you're cool. swimming. Or you would do a saliva test for hormones, similar to 23andMe, you would mail that back to the lab. Or you alternatively to the at-home test kits, you could go to Quest with our base app. So you would walk in, show your base app. Uh, they will have you register there. And then usually within 10 minutes, you will be in and out. And five business days later, you get your results. And we, st- we start to walk you through, hey, these were the symptoms or these were the things that you wanted to improve. And we found this hormone, this vitamin, this nutrient that is off. Here are the top three things that you can start eating taking as a supplement or, you know, routines to implement, to fix that level that was off. So you actually get rid of the symptom or you improve this or you improve your weight loss uh, journey or fatigue and so forth. I mean, it's unbelievable. You realize that you're like changing, you're going to like change the history of how people (laughs) like operate in terms of like treating symptoms in this country. I mean, it's really it's really incredible what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, we are super, super excited. And it's this kind of thing that at the beginning, you know, when we were starting base, we were not sure where things were going to land because you have a theory, but then how it pans out in reality, maybe totally different. But so what was that it, process like? Well, it's, it's a lot of dealing with the unknown and just putting the product together and talking to a lot of people, trying to understand when are we helping them? Where are we not helping them? What were the expectations? When are we meeting them? When are we not meeting those? And what else can we do, right? Like at the end of the day, what happens with healthcare? Healthcare is a lot of people creating tools for healthcare. They have what they call an NPS survey, like that kind of survey where they ask you like how satisfied you are. And then they're pure objective as a business owner is to get that to be a 10 or a nine or a seven or eight. Right. And then they do all kind of tricks as well, like coloring the number. So you click on the seven or the eight or the nine, and then they get more money from payers. (laughs) And what we do is we are not stopping until we are helping people solve their issues. Basically we start from what's the problem that someone has And we are not going to stop until we solve them or until we tell them like, listen, we truly looked into everything and we haven't found the solution. You should go and look into this further with with your doctor or with someone else, which is really rare. But for us, we are not stopping until we help people achieve their goal. So for us, our business goal is not number of tests sold, engaging with the app, answers to an NPS survey, you know, how satisfied you are. Like for us, it's really like understanding when are we helping people improve it? Okay. So then my next question is just as somebody who, I mean, I'm only creative. So your brain is the opposite of mine. (laughs) So I have a couple questions. One, I want to know when you come up with an idea like this, as an entrepreneur, what's your first step? Like, are you like, I okay, I need a, a partner for this. Like, how do you start building? Do you try to get funding before you start developing what you think will be the, the 
how the business operates because you need money for that? Like, I'm just so curious. I guess definitely there's not a one size fits all, but I can talk a bit more about my experience as a, as an engineer in my case and, and someone with science or scientific background. My first step was to indeed look for a partner that have like the, you know, business background, classic MBA profile. <laughs> that's it. You know, that that's the way to go to start a company. And I didn't have that background myself. So I started looking. And in the meantime, I started, you know, talking to labs and doctors and building the product myself from the actual, the iOS app to the AI, the, you know, basically the, the technology for base because I wanted, you know, to get started as mm-hmm. I was looking for someone because that's not a full-time job. It's just something that you, you know, you start networking, talking to people. And in the meantime, when I was home, I was just, you know, getting started. And as you could probably tell, <laughs> I continued, continued, continued <laughs> and never found someone. And eventually once I got a prototype together, I was able to raise some money, even though I didn't have that partner with that business background. And I just had to eventually, you know, when I saw that that person was not coming, I did meet people, but we were not fully clicking in the sense that maybe they wanted to do something similar to base, but they couldn't quite see it at the time because again, the product was not live. The messaging was not fine-tuned. And when I was starting, right, like now when I tell you what we do, it's really defined. But at the time I was more like, I've had this experience while testing myself multiple times Mm -hmm. and I am able to, you know, with this data, figure out what I can eat to like be less tired or like, you know, optimize for my weight loss journey or whatever. And at the time, it's just this kind of one-off and it's like, well, you know, a lab testing membership or like a membership where you do look into these levels to adjust your nutrient levels or, or like, you know, your diet or lifestyle support is not a thing that it's out there. It's a new consumer behavior and at the time, people were unsure whether, you know, as I said, like, is this something that people want to buy? Uh, long story short, you know, like it turns out that yes, and we're helping <laughs> tons of people. So now in retrospect, a lot of people are like, oh, it's, it's working out great. Like, you know, I missed out or, or so forth. But at the time, you know, I was not fully clicking with a lot of profiles that I was encountering whether, you know, I didn't quite see their skills or like a good fit for the company at the time or for the product at the time, or like whether they, you know, were a bit unsure about the mission at the time. So one this way or the like other... great dating advice, by the way. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. Yeah, like totally. Finding a business partner is like dating. Absolutely. And it's, it's hard to get married when you have not dated before, right? Like mm-hmm. so a lot of people that start businesses together are, are people that went to school together, mm-hmm. that work together. But I particularly haven't found someone throughout my career journey that like, you know, met that profile, especially because I didn't work with that many business people back yeah. back in, in big tech. And I got some, I got funding and then we, put the beta together again it worked great and then we soft launched so we continue now to raise capital for our mission because it's, it's going really well but at the time 
it was definitely hard to to get started. I, I won't deny it, but also it was not that hard. I understand that you know I was certainly privileged in a sense that I was able to you know build start building the product myself, get buy in yeah, from labs, from doctors, put that prototype together, being able to raise capital was also it's it's also something that I feel lucky. For. Um, you should be very proud but, of how much money you've raised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we are we are about to announce the next round. So super oh. excited about that. You know what's amazing is I'm I get so shocked all the time. You know when I hear about certain companies raising an exorbitant amount of money, and I think to myself, I'm very happy for them, and that's great. But this isn't necessarily like a company that's bringing a lot of good to the world. It's something that people are using and it's generating money and everybody's making, you know, a few people are making money and that's great for them. But you're, you're changing people's lives. I mean, it's a, must be a a very uh, incredible feeling to be able to know that all this money that you're raising is literally going back into making people feel good. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm mission driven, right? Like the good and the bad about not having this company being run by someone that has a business background is that we are truly in for the mission and for helping people, you know, solve their problems more than, you know, optimizing for contribution margins and, Mm -hmm. and revenue, whether now I'm learning to actually also take care of that because we are not a nonprofit. So we need to make sure that like things work. It's always, you know, from the perspective of, well, how can we make this affordable and accessible to people so that we can solve their problems and at a high level, make the entire company numbers work Mm -hmm. without, you know, like we're without taking a high contribution margin. So for example, for us, it's really important to look at, at the test and negotiate with labs to make sure that the price point is affordable for someone that not necessarily is making, you know, six figures a year, but someone that it's actually not fully there yet, but still have issues that they need to resolve. So that's something that it's it's definitely very interesting, the dynamics when an engineer is, is running the company or a product <laughs> person. Versus a, a business, a business person. Well, I'm sure you guys will have your own labs in the next few years and be using all your own products to do these tests, which I'm sure is probably yeah. in the works. So my my last question was, and I don't know if, if you're comfortable. What have you been most shocked by? Like, what's the most common thing that people are like deficient in? Have you noticed any sort of? Yeah, so there are a couple of fun stories that we've seen from who have sleeping problems and they come to us and they are overdosing on melatonin. No. Which is, yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, you know, the way that sleep works is melatonin controls your circadian rhythm and you may not produce enough if you're too stressed because cortisol blocks, you know, the, the sleep hormone production or inflammation could be another cause, or in general, your uh, sugar levels as well could impact it. The, the last component, which would be the fourth, is if you if you are, your eyes are exposed to blue light at night, you would also not produce it because it, the actually the pituitary gland that produces it is behind your eye. So that's why. And Do you wear blue light blocking glasses at night? I have done in the past, but then my, I have to say that my partners were a bit scared. So I stopped. It's so funny when you get in bed with someone else and you start putting all the unsexy stuff on. Yeah, and then, yeah it was not working for my relationship. So like, anyhow, I dropped in. What I do is just, you know, basically, 
yeah, put my phone down. And then also like the um, type of like controller that the displays have these days help. And oh, okay. generally speaking, like I now know that like it just doesn't work, you know, from forget about science. Like if I work and I, I close my laptop and I go to bed, no shot, you know, it's just simply no shot. Uh, <laughs> now I know that like I have to close my laptop, you know, at least one hour before. And then I try to wind, wind down like, you know, meditating or listening to music or yeah. reading or doing something else that does not involve screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's what works best for me. And so, so that's one. And then what, what happens is to fix that people then take melatonin supplements, they overdose in it. And then when they wake up at nine, th- their levels are still high, which they are supposed to calm down in the morning. Right. And then we see levels that are super high in the morning. And of course they are super groggy and lethargic. So that's, that's one thing that we are seeing that instead of fixing the problem from the root cause, they patch it and they over patch it. And then they, you know, they are really tired in the morning. The other one that is common, unfortunately, is for people that try to lose weight. They go into a restrictive uh, calorie diet. What happens then, we've talked about testosterone. So testosterone and DHEA are going to be hormones responsible for burning fat. Now, you don't want those high because then you're going to get acne, but you don't want them low because then you're not going to burn fat. So what happens when you go in these diets is that your body picks up on the fact, on the fact that you are not eating too much. So then it also learns that it's not needed to burn fat because you may, you may need it. There are now specific foods that you can actually take to increase your levels of testosterone and DHEA. We call it the fat burning hormones. So what happens a lot is that these people come to us really frustrated. We look into their levels and it turns out that those fat burning hormones are really low. And usually what we work on with them is recommending them specific food items that will help raise those levels. So then they can start start burning fat again. So that's a common one. A lot of um, people fast and I, I, I'm sure that's probably a lot of the problem too, huh? I mean, fasting could be beneficial. It depends on, you know, like I think that fasting will alter other type of hormones. In this mm-hmm. case, it's that your testosterone and DHEA are not going to be the problem for that, you know, uh, specific root cause. That's more so just people who are, who are calorie restricting. Exactly. Yep. 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 This is more like, you know, when you calorie restricting and then you're not eating any type of fats as well. Mm -hmm. So that's the most common profile for for this type of user. And then the other one is going to be, which is surprising, is people who are really anxious and stressed. And then they haven't made the correlation in between anxiety and stress. They consider it to be separated. And then when they come to us, we see that their cortisol levels are super high. And again, they're drinking too much coffee or they are not exercising. So they're not, they don't get a chance to actually release that cortisol. And they, you know, they get really stressed out. And we usually, you know, tackle it with ashwagandha or alpinine or a few, you know, different supplements. Or again, it depends on your profile. It, it may also be that you need to work out in the morning which is a, another common uh, recommendation for some, some of our members. And I think that the last one, which is super sad, is for fatigue. Uh, we see a lot of people who are pre-diabetic 
or uh, highly deficient in iron. And then in that case, you know, like we, we help them, you know, understand their condition, which if you're pre-diabetic is fine. Like I was pre-diabetic by the way before too much diet Coke in my life. And I refer to it with, with nutrition. So that's something that we see unfortunately a lot, but like the, the good news is that, you know, we are able to help those people through recommendations to fix those levels. Wow. Well, thank you so much. You must be a pin, a pinnacle of health over there. I must be so interesting to have access to so much information. (laughs) Actually, that's my next, my final question. Is there anything that you do not go a day without because you just know how good it is for you or how necessary it is to your overall health and and feeling good? That's a hard question because there are a couple, but workout specifically because as I am super busy, my Mm. cortisol levels tend to run high. The moment I stop working out, my levels do not go down. And then it just ends up in, in a lot of bad things. From I'm not, of course, when your cortisol goes up, you're not going to able to get a good night's sleep. You're going to be more anxious, as I mentioned. You're going to start to see weight gain as well. Your libido is going to go down. So your sex hormones are re- uh, also related to cort- your cortisol levels because cortisol mm. blocks the you know, you releasing your, your sex hormones, producing your sex hormones. So for me, something that I need to be mindful of is working out to get those levels down. And then I have a couple of supplements that I use from L-theanine to ashwagandha. And then I have a couple, I don't know if you know, Age System or House of Wise. Then I use some of the, you know, some of those sleep gummies that some of them have CBD on it, in it, mm-hmm. which is, it's, you know, it worked really great for me. And, and if not, like some of those have all kind of like stuff from ginseng to mm-hmm. L-theanine that I mentioned and, and other vitamins that help me manage those, those stress levels. Ashwagandha is one of the best, one of God's greatest gifts that I don't think a lot of people understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I always say that, you know, if you have to start somewhere specifically, if you get really sick or are fatigued, vitamin D and vitamin C are going to be really important. I know, we're all a little vitamin D deficient, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least 80% of us. <laughs> ah, God. All right. Well, thank you so much, Lola. This is so brilliant and and I'm in awe of you and I can't wait to see where the base is. I mean, five, 10, 20 years from now, it's really fascinating. And I'm I'm so thankful to give our listeners all of this information because this is the number one question we always get asked, especially when we have any sort of expert on is like, where can I get tests? I mean, I look at, we'll get DMs saying, where do I, and I, I remember it was like, I don't know, can you just go to a lab or do you need like an order from a doctor? I'm like, it's, this is, you've just solved such a huge problem for everybody. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good rest of your evening. You too. Ciao, ciao. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.